Welcome to Hello Easton PA. I'm your host, Mark Nutting. I'm the owner of Jiva Fitness, an author, business consultant, former actor, dancer, martial artist, superhero, musician, and I love to connect with others. This podcast is a way for me to share the stories of the people I meet in my adopted hometown of Easton, Pennsylvania. Hi, this is Mark Nutting, and I'm here today with Andrea Rincon of Casa 401 and Queso at Casa. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm good, tired, but happy. I have a well, mix of emotions. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I mean, you guys just opened yes. a week ago. Yeah, so we opened about a week ago our retail shop, um, which we have been, you know, building and put it together for more than two months. So you ha- you have two parts. So let's stick with the the retail right now. Yes. So what is Casa Four Hundred One, and what do you what do you, what do you feature here? Right. So Casa Four Hundred One is a concept store. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with a concept store is, is it's a re- it's a it's a type of retail shop, but where we're trying to feature a specific type of product with uh, a certain type of value, um, trying to step away from, you know, the the typical big commerce or big stores um, where you will go and shop. And here we're trying to pay close attention uh, to what we sell. So Casa 401 it has focused on supporting and being kind of an ambassador for uh, independent designers. And the independent designers that right now we're featuring are the ones um, from my home country, Colombia. I was going to ask, you know, you're, yeah. you're from Colombian, uh, yeah. Colombian stuff you're, you have here. Yes. And uh, I wanted to know if you were from Colombia. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was born and raised in Colombia and I moved to the United States right after graduating high school. So I went to school here for um, college and university. Yeah. And um, I've been in Eastern um, almost half my life now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that great. gets a little my age. But anyway. Yeah. Um, That's a long way from Colombia. It is, yeah. It's a, it's a long um, flight. It's about six hours. Um, yeah. Yeah, one way. But I get to visit. Um, my whole family is still there, but um, yeah. I get to visit, which is which is good. And you write it off because it's a business, you know, for business. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so you're, you're, you you as you said that you said we're featuring right now. You're featuring mm-hmm. from Colombia. Yes. Do is the intent to feature from other areas as well? We are um, really looking to eventually expand to other Latin American countries, and the one thing we're trying to do here is to show our local community, but also um, at a bigger sp- bigger scale in the United States that uh, Latin American design goes beyond um, artisanal, all the, um, I think a lot of people just get, you know, very stuck in their head with Latin American uh, crafts or Mexican colors or that kind of thing. You right. know, there, there yeah. are designers, clothing designers, accessories, men's people that are doing great things that are not often um, seen or related with Colombia or Latin America. So, yeah. how, how do you, how would you classify sort of the stuff you have here? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, casual. Uh, you yeah, know. we have actually a, a quite a, I would say, big range of of things and prices. I've been able to um, work with some designers that have been um, in the business for a while and are showcasing their products in Europe. So they're a little bit more expensive and they have, you know, a much more established brand. Um, But we also have um, items such as 
small accessories, shirts, things that are made by uh, entrepreneurs, people working from home or simply, you know, companies that just started and work have small workshops. Um, so there's a, an a range of um, array of clothing, shoes, accessories, um, things for men, women, children. Um, and we're, we're growing, like I said, we just started. So um, I'm sure it's interesting to see how now some brands in Colombia are contacting us oh, yeah. and saying, Getting a little reputation can, can you, kind of, yeah, yeah, can you, can you, can you, do you want to sell my jewelry? Do you want to sell, sell yeah. my stuff? So um, I'm sure we'll, we'll start to expand and um, showcase other products. Um, but I do want to say that we have a little bit of for everybody. So it's not going to be extremely expensive, everything. We're not going to have uh, things that are not going to be affordable for the um, average citizen. So I think yeah. um, it's a good place to shop for so yourself or gifts. gifts or, yeah, exactly. You know, that, mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, so tell me about the other half. Yeah. Um, Queso at, at Casa. Yeah, Queso at Casa. So Queso at Casa is um, under the same space. Um, and Queso at Casa is a food um, experience. We're trying to um, innovate a little bit of the, the the food. Yeah, I guess just what what is already here in Easton, uh, and it's a raclette shop. And raclette is um, originally from Switzerland. Um, they eat it also in other parts of Europe. Um, and it's a basic but delicious dish where you will have a half wheel of cheese. Um, and already sounding really good for me. That's, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You got and, me locked in right now. Yeah, so, and, and when you see that half wheel of cheese sits on a machine that melts the top, and once the top it's melted, we um, scrape it over um, a French baguette. And here's where the twist in the modern, kind of our own modern touch goes into it. Because not normally, uh, the raclette goes with potatoes, some olives, maybe some prosciutto or ham. Um, and that's it. But we're trying to incorporate some of our own Latin flavors and some of the local flavors that we know um, are, you know, what people here like. And um, so we're, we're going to be offering the, the cheese that we'll pair with uh, the French baguette. Um, some will have chorizo and chimichurri and mango ceviche. The other ones are going to have a more traditionally, a more traditional um, prosciutto and pesto and sun-dried tomatoes. Um, mm. We're going to have also a sweet twist to it. So um, if you like cheese, yeah. Um, yeah. this is a good place yeah. to come and check out. That sounds great. The, um, okay, so how did this all come about? Yeah, you know, because you got two very kind of different things going on here, and what what kind of what, what got you going into in the retail, and mm -hmm. what got you you know into the idea of, of you know doing the cafe ish you know queso uh, de queso uh, de casa yeah uh, de casa yeah right. I lost <laughs> my words there that's okay that's okay um, so tell me about the concept and how you got here right so I I love sharing a little bit of the story and my own story my personal story how it got here um which is kind of been a process um I I had my my daughter in 2018 and I decided to quit my job at the time so I could stay home with her this is um I was an art teacher because I am a I went to school for fine arts and art education um so I had been home for about a year and a half and some friends reached out to me and said that they had this business idea that, you know, they wanted someone to run it and start it really. So I did it from home um, about the first year or so from my attic where I started a, an e-commerce store um, and kind of selling the products here in Easton. 
And that was Isazuma, which um, still still has a brick and mortar store here in Easton. After about a year, I was able to open um, a small store on a second floor, and then we moved it to a first floor where it currently is. So that, all those about four years just gave me so much experience about, of, of what it was to start a business, not just in Easton, but also in e-commerce and building a website because I did it all. And in at the end of last year, 2022, um, I felt like I was ready to have, kind of build my own and grow my own baby, so to speak. Yeah. I went to Colombia, spent about a, a month and a half there visiting um artists, brands, designers, and that's kind of how everything started to come together. I knew that there was a big scene of designers and that wasn't really leaving the country. Um, And since I knew I wanted to build my own thing and I was able to meet all these people and hear all these beautiful stories, it started to align with, okay, I think I can bring this to Easton. The other part of it that, that kind of started to to go along with it was that I'm not I'm not perfect at it but I have been for the last couple of years with my family trying to put more of a conscious um, light towards sustainability and the reducing mm-hmm. you know right. plastic use and all that kind of stuff again I'm not perfect but I feel like we have we're, we're, we're trying our best every day to 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 help the planet and when this idea of, okay, I can bring Latin American design to Eastern and to, you know, this area, I can also focus it in those brands and those designers who are putting their own kind of seat towards helping the planet, reducing right. waves, um, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we we joined those two forces and this is how it was born. A lot of people ask me about the name. Sure, yeah. Casa 401. Tell yeah. me about where did that come from? I'm yeah. always actually I'm always curious about names and, and how people come up with them. Yeah, me too. So, like business names like how do you come up with a name? Yeah. It's fun. Where did that come from? Yeah, where did that come from? So um when when I when I was living here in Easton, I met my husband who's also from Colombia, and we met here in Easton. Which uh, is, you know, yeah, really odd. And we're yeah. from the same city, and we really? ended up having yeah. people that we both knew. But and this is a huge country again. This is not. Anyway, we moved and we lived our, in our first apartment, which address was four hundred one. Mm-hmm. And um, when I wanted to start the business at the end of last year, I don't know. I kept on going back to that name, that number four hundred one, where kind of everything started um, sure. for us. Yeah. And um. And then Casa 401 just means a place where you just go and and, and feel that you want to stay and a place where you want to gather, but also where, you know, good things, bad things happen. It's, it's kind of the heart of it all. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this is us. This is a family business. It's, um, it's Casa, it's home. And 401, it just represents um, what kind of where everything started to. That's great. For us. Yeah. Good story. Like Thank that. you. Uh, I wanted to go back to yeah you you have the physical location but you said you're doing e-commerce as well yeah uh, mm-hmm. and how's how's that I mean you started that a while back yeah you know, before this mm-hmm. so I have learned a lot in the process originally when I was running my friend's business I I did it myself I built the website I 
kind of researched everything. Um, I was the customer service. I was the um, everything in one. Um, and that gave me a lot of insight. But I also realized that I had to let go of certain responsibilities and learn to you know, designate things. So when I started Casa for One, I knew that I also wanted to branch out to e-commerce so people can shop online. And um, so I I uh, hired a website developer who's working on that. He's, um, he's great and they're building our website. And my sister, who's also a graphic designer and a creative, and she's been a crucial part of the career on the creation of, of, the, of the business, um, is, is putting all her time and energy on helping me with the e-commerce and with the social media. Mm -hmm. So uh, eventually, I think unless that hopefully a week or two, we'll have a website running so people can shop there and we'll be able to expand. So the, yeah. the new iteration is coming. Not yeah. Quite, not quite there yet. Yeah. Yeah. The website is, yeah. is under construction, but hopefully we'll be ready um, in less than two weeks, I will say. So you, you had mentioned previously, you know, sort of like not just Easton, but mm -hmm. to expand to the mm -hmm. United States and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the e-commerce is really where you're looking to make that happen. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. I had a great insight when I was running my friend's business and we were selling um, more artisanal handmade accessories that were made from, that were made by indigenous people. Um, from Latin America. And I realized that there is this uh, interest in Latin American culture and uh, things that are made in a lot of the countries, um, not just in the United States, but in other parts of Europe and Asia. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when I was running that business for four years, I was shipping to Japan and Australia and yeah. Saudi Arabia um, so start to, start to see where that market can yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. People in, in Italy, people love that stuff. So uh, when I when I you know when I opened Casa for Oblana, I knew that I, I to an extent I wanted people to 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 see um, what we had to offer, not just in Eastern but also in other parts of the country and the world. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let, let's shift a little bit and uh, talk about you. And, <laughs> oh uh, no! Oh! <laughs> no, he's kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You said you uh, moved here right after high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, how, did the, how did the move happen? Did your mm -hmm. fam whole family move here? Or? No. So That's right. You said my your family's still in Colombia. My family's still in Colombia. My mother, my, my sisters, my, my everybody. After my, my father came to the United States um, about three years before me, all by himself, because he, um, he's also kind of, I feel he's a great mind, and he wanted to to also grow and have so many ideas. Now, he came into the United States about three years prior, and we were at that age where we were just about to graduate high school, and he knew that eventually he would have to, you know, pay university and college expenses. Mm, yeah. So that was one of the things that brought him here. And I'm, I'm the oldest um, of, of three. And when I graduated high school, I kind of knew that he wasn't really ready to pay for college yet mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, it's really expensive in Colombia if you want to go to a private school and they don't, they don't really have like scholarships or grants that are easy, yeah. easy to access. So I, you know, we decided that I would come and live with him, um, work and go to college, which was easier. So that's what I did. The first two years we were in Florida, um, but 
I really couldn't go to school like I thought I was going to because I didn't have the English. Um, they wouldn't accept me on a regular. So did you did you come here with no English? No English, yeah. no English. Yeah. And um, I remember applying for school and they knew I didn't have the English. So I had to go through a whole series of um, courses yeah. to graduate that in order to apply for an actual accredited program. And I did an associate's degree like five years later. Yeah. Which um, helped a lot. And I, you know, I felt like I was able to now I started to communicate and, you know, get myself around. And and then about five years later, my father got relocated to um, New Jersey. And in the process of that relocation, um, he found a home here in Easton where he could commute to work. And I said, you know, well, we moved together. I, we didn't really have anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It was just the two of us. So we moved to Easton. Um, Usually I ask how you get here, but that's... Yeah, that's so how that's, how, that's how we yeah, got here. Exactly. He was... We didn't know anything about Easton or Pennsylvania, nothing. You know, I had just been living in the United States for five years. And um, I knew I wanted to continue going to school. And, you know, it was just the two of us. So um, we moved to Easton 2008, 2009, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah, I think it's about right. And once I got here, I I was able to start working. So I remember my first job was like at Crayola and oh, yeah. working with the yeah. kids. And and then I went to Goodstown. Um, I did I had two bachelors, one for fine arts, like I was saying, and uh, an art education. And that's how everything started to 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 become, you know, where I am now. When you went art um, for art school, what what was it you we're looking to do at that point. Yeah. So I fell in love with uh, printmaking. Printmaking. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I have I think my personality uh, has always shifted towards teaching. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I don't know if because I'm the eldest and um, I'm such a, I think I have such a mother energy in me all yeah. the time, which sometimes is good, sometimes it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Depends on who you're talking to at the time. Yes, yeah, with, with your partner, and not so much. That's anyway, right. yeah, but I've learned a lot about that. So um, I have such a uh, energy of of teaching and mothering, and you know, and I felt the way the best way to channel that words towards teaching. Mm -hmm. So teaching, and when I learned, I remember this. I will never forget the day I was working at Crayola. I was doing. Um, I was doing just some some courses in Kutztown. I was commuting maybe three times a week. And there was a girl there that was about to graduate. And I talked to her for a little bit and I said, Oh, you go to Kutztown, me too. Yeah, great. And I said, What are you what are, what what are you studying? And she said, Art education. And at first I was like, I didn't even know that existed because that career doesn't exist in Colombia. We don't mm. have such thing. Oh. Um, so to me, it was like, what is art education? And she said, Well, it's to be an art teacher and my mind just went boom and that was it that was yeah. i said what there's such thing as a studying to be an art teacher like i could not believe that yeah. i i always thought it was either a teacher like the teacher or, or or an artist but how oh anyway that was that for me that was just i knew it, that was it yeah i went i so i immediately applied for the second program i got accepted and um and I graduated and started teaching. I I was an instructor at the Bama School of Art um, for different seasons. And then I was a teacher for undocumented immigrant children in uh, Fountain Hill in Bethlehem yeah. for about five years. 
and where I was able not just to teach art, but also other subjects like algebra and science and English. And so um, I just loved it, loved it. But like I said, I had um, I had my daughter and I had to make that decision of going back to work and leaving my daughter at a day center, daycare center or staying with her for the first couple of years so I could really yeah. be with her. Yeah. So I made that choice. So that was the shift. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And this is where we are now. <laughs> yeah. Good. It, it, it's a good journey. Yes, yes, yes. But I do miss art, I will say. I, I, I feel like uh, my, my dad and my sister are always saying, when are you going to go back to it? Like, we still have your, some of my prints, my dad has them hang, hung all over his house. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so well, yes, yeah, one of the things I very artistic community, which is yeah, you know, should be you know one of those little inspiration to, to true, maybe get true. back. At it. There have been a lot of artists around here too that had, you know have taken a long hiatus or got started you know or started really late. Right. So I mean, there's you know that's something you can always go back to. Yes, and I did. I think I felt like I also started a little late when it comes to art, but I've been, I've been able to apply it to an extent in the last recent years. I was commissioned to do so far three murals. Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. not like, yeah. you know, huge things that you see out here. But, you know, just just enough that I felt like, oh, okay, I did something artistic. <laughs> I got something art out there. Yes, yeah, yes, 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 yeah. yes. There's something in me, I guess. Um, and, you know, I've been able to apply it in, in other areas. When I was running my friend's business and even here, when, when it came to designing things, uh, uh, menus or cards or posts, anything required a little bit of that artistic mind um Mm -hmm. so i didn't have to always uh hire a graphic designer um so i think i do apply it yeah in an everyday basis to well you know another another one of the things in business these days is that you know the creative artistic yeah minds are what businesses are really looking for is because you you know to be able to think um, and I, it's trite to say outside of the box, but I mean, to, to be able to be creative yes. um, is not everybody's wheelhouse. Right. So they actually look to artists and yeah. performers and all that stuff to help them, you know, kind of find new ways of doing things. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's true. I, I get asked that question a lot of like, oh, how do you do that? Or like, do you have this in your mind the whole time? And and that's the thing, like, not really. It's just like the process. You know, you start putting one thing together and then the next and you're like, oh, maybe we do this. Maybe we change this wall color. Maybe we'll do a rack here. Oh, no, maybe not. So it's like a whole process. I don't think it's uh, one of the things you just wake up one day and everything's kind of figured out in your head. But, um, but yeah, I think the creative part always comes out one way or another. Sure. Yeah. Um, going back to the, you know, we, we we get the full story on Casa 401 yeah. and, and its creation. Yeah. At what point did you say you wanted to offer food you know, to yourself? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, so originally when, this is kind of, again, this is one of those kind of cool stories. So Casa 401 at first was just retail in my, in my head. It was, okay, I want to, you know, showcase... Latin American designers and upcoming brands that was part of that was kind of set and I knew that was going to happen eventually um about two years ago with my dad and my husband we had we had thought about maybe starting to doing like a food a food um opening a a food um what do you call it like a a space with offering gourmet um empanadas and and 
you know, that kind of always was going back and forth in our conversations and dinner. Like, oh, should we do it? Maybe we did it at Bacon Fest and Garlic Fest two years ago. We did really well. We were so busy, all of us doing, you know, with our regular and jobs. That, and that was kind of like, I mean, doing a Bacon Fest and Garlic Fest. I mean, you know, so you don't have a, a set kitchen. Yeah. That, and all of a yeah. sudden you kind of go, let's just open a, you know, a, yeah. a stand yeah. and, and sell some food. Yeah. So, um, so that kind of was always kind of in the back of our, of our minds. And, but again, it wasn't really something that I knew it was going to happen when I opened Casa 401 and, or when I was looking for a space for Casa 401. Yeah. So that was the other challenge. And then I came back from Colombia. I kind of had the idea. I knew what I wanted to do. And then I had to look for a space in Easton. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that took months. And I kept on asking and calling everybody and just harassing people, really. Like, do you know of a space? Calling people. And nothing really was opening up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always passed the space. Yeah. I live right around the corner and I kind of knew who the owners were. So one day, I don't know why, just I was walking by like, I said, why haven't I asked about this? Everybody kept on telling me they're not doing anything with the space because they're going to tear down this, the business or the building or they're going to build something else. Anyway, I went and asked. I'm like, what are you doing there? And he immediately was interested we met and he said all right I'm gonna rent it to you and I it was like okay great and we walked in here and it was huge yeah yeah and he had already a kitchen that was uh from the previous business right and with my husband we were like oh my god we are this is so big just to be a retail store for clothing like how can we take advantage of this right and it already had the kitchen so. it had the kitchen and um it had also kind of a division between uh, I think this space at one point were two separate businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Before it, it Playa Bolsa, I think it was yeah. a subway and kind of like a fishing supply store. Right. So yeah. they even had separate addresses, all of that. So we knew that we could take advantage of the second space, um, but we weren't really sure what. And the only thing we knew is that we didn't want to offer the same thing that everybody else has, which is the regular common, you know, Mm-hmm. coffee or cookies you know not to say it's not good but we wanted to kind of align with our own vision of a concept store where you want to offer uh, an experience and you right. want to come and stay yeah. and we um had this conversation with my really good friend Catalina from um Colombia she owns and she makes her own cheese which is a, has a designated uh, origin stamp it's the only age cheese made in Colombia. So even your cheese is going to be from Colombia. I w- not yet. No, not we will yet. get okay. to that. Yeah. Okay. So we were we were talking and we said, you know, Kata, we just have this space. And she said, why don't you offer raclette? Because she offers raclette um, with her own cheese. And she said, you know, she told, she told us all about the stories and how people loved it. And we were like, Wow, we 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 uh, we were in this video call and we immediately looked at each other with my husband and we knew. Yeah. We were like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. We started looking at other raclette shops. There was nothing around. Um, there aren't any really uh, for miles. I think the next, new, well, at least the ones we have found were in New York. There, there have been some pop-ups here and there uh, in, in this area, but uh, we knew. We knew that that was, that, was, that was where we wanted to go towards. So the, the cheese that we're going to be offering um, right now is um, Gouda. Yeah. It's a young Gouda. Um, and eventually, hopefully, we can bring her cheese. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a challenge um, because the cheese that she makes is made with raw milk. Yeah. And I think so far there hasn't been the first 
uh, cheese made with raw milk that's imported from any Latin American country into the United States yet. Mm. Yeah. So she's wants to be that first one. Yeah, okay. So she's working digitally to make that happen eventually. Yeah. So Super. hopefully. Another yeah. story. Another. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we've covered a lot. What what is there something else, Andrea, that that uh, you think people should know? Um, well, I want people to know that there might be things in here that are going to cost more than your regular um, piece of apparel that you can buy in any of the big the big name stores. Um, and that's okay. I want people to know that the prices here reflect the work and the compromise and efforts that these brands have put towards um, offering a piece of clothing that is sustainable or mm -hmm. eco-friendly, and that costs right. more. Sure. None of the stuff we have here is made in China, not to, you know. No, not here yet. But you know what I mean. It's not farmed out. Is not. No, no. Most of them, <clears throat> excuse me, if not say all of them, <clears throat> excuse me, are made using local materials from the country or the area yeah. um, none of this stuff is made in big factories or using um, awful chemicals and people might come here like oh wow why so much for a hat or sure. for, for, a, for, for, a, for a dress and I don't mind sharing the story behind it all yeah. I want people to know that some of these brands have the most touching stories of why they started and what they do what they do and we are working every day to make that clear when people come in with our own stories to tell but also with some uh, printed materials and out, the names of the brands are out there people can look them up I'm not trying to you know take any um, credit for it so I want people to know that I want people to know that they're buying something that was made with 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 Love for the planet and for sure. humans. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The uh, but you also said you know there you know while there are some some pricier items here, there are also some that yeah. are affordable for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we want we want people to come in here like okay, I don't have like you know um, hundred dollars or whatever to spend on certain a certain item, but there are pieces here that might cost. Three dollars, four dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. Yeah. So um, I invite everybody to come and, and look at everything and and, and see that mm -hmm. we have things that are really colorful and bright, and and we also have some more muted and um, toned out pieces. Uh, we have bright men's shirts, but we will also offer you know just your everyday kind of casual look. Yeah. Um, so I do want to say I think there's a little bit of a little bit for everybody. Yeah. It looks that way looking around. <laughs> Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, I think that would be what the one the one thing that I that I would say. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time, Andrea. Thank and you, Mark. Casa 401 and Queso at Casa mm -hmm. coming soon, mm -hmm. coming next week. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're we're planning on doing a soft opening. Soft don't say my don't, don't tell anyone. But uh, this Saturday uh, and Sunday, we'll have uh, queso at casa. Uh, doors will be open, mm, and then the the clothing store is, is opening. Or yeah, it's been open for about a week. So that's great. 
Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so time. much. Thank yeah. you. All right. Thanks for listening to Hello Easton PA. This is Mark Nutting, hoping that you'll stop by again to find out more about your fellow Estonians. Have a great day.